Alright, welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. Happy New Year, the first episode of the year. Joined today by John. Josh is out because he got ear surgery and he can't hear some silly excuse like that, but don't worry. We're toughing it out. We're gonna ear surgery on one ear. Yeah. On one ear. Apparently that hinders both ears, but uh, you know, whatever, because he can take his month hiatus off. But we're here. Holiday season's over. It's time. The playoffs are right around the corner in the NFL. The Royals are making moves. NBA's, you know, going through it. College basketball's actually interesting for us now. But let's start with uh, what everybody's talking about around the league, around the sports world, around just the media in general, is last night's Bengals-Bills game, which unprecedentedly did not end. They couldn't finish it because of the injury. Um, Obviously, I think that was the right call. But, you know, there are serious, serious ramifications now towards the rest of the season. And obviously the health of a player is more important than all of that. I want to preface this by saying that, that nothing is more important than that guy. Uh, Devon, is it Hammond or Harmon? I, I keep messing this up. I believe it's Hamlin. Hamlin. Okay. I, yeah. I, I thought it was Harmon or Hamlin. But regardless, hopefully, you know, he is obviously the main concern right now and, you know, nothing matters more than him getting better and, you know, making it through this. Um, and I just want to say that first of all, but the league will not just end, obviously. We're, we have to go forward. So so what happens now, Josh? Or, or, excuse me, John. What happens now? Because that game, it wasn't some game between two bad teams. That game had a lot of in playoff implications riding on it. Yeah. Um, I, I literally remember, like, thinking to myself two plays before, like, okay, this game is clearly going to be, like, the game of the year. Not necessarily in terms of, like, the events that happened in it, but look, it's week 16. Both of these teams need to win, um, and it's probably two of the three best teams in the NFL. Um, two of the top five teams in the NFL. We'll, we'll keep it a little loose there. And then it gets destroyed because football is football, and there's always a potential for terrible things to happen. Um, and we got it on full display in that one. Obviously, look, um, I try to think of it thinking of football as any other profession, which it isn't. Um, if somebody, as a consequence of work conditions, almost dies at work, you are probably going to want an extended amount of time off um, to to cope with that. I think that canceling the game was absolutely the right move. Um, and I think from a human perspective, obviously, it's difficult for it to go on this week. But it comes to the point that you brought up is that this this is uh, this is a <laughs> game with major implications. And to be quite honest, I don't know where we go with this. Um, running it over in my head, I think the NFL has a few options. Um, they can call the game a tie, which is really kind of an interesting path to go down because it like you said before it's such an intriguing game um and to kind of lose it like that would be a shame the other alternative involves probably delaying the playoffs by a week um and making the conference championship week a week directly before the super bowl because you know they're not moving that date yeah um yeah that those are really what you got it down to two options both of them kind of suck um yeah one of them is interestingly impactful on the chiefs um but yeah man it's it's hard for me to really put it all together because <laughs> i've seen a lot of gruesome injuries in the nfl but i've never really 
Um, and last night that went through my head numerous times. Um, just a terrible situation all around. And I don't think anyone really knows what's going to happen. Very, very uncharted territory right now. Yeah, I mean, you made a lot of good points there. I've, you know, I've run through the scenarios of what's going to happen in my head. I've thought about delaying the playoffs a week, but then are we really going to make teams play a Super Bowl without having that week off like they always get? I, I just don't know if they would do that. Obviously, they can't move the Super Bowl date. That's set in stone. Too many things would have to be moved around for that to happen. And then even if they did prolong the playoffs by a week, everybody gets a bye week then except for Cincinnati and Buffalo. Yep, so yep, that's, that's, that's another thing. That's not fair to them necessarily, especially when both of them going into last night still had the opportunity to earn that first round bye, uh, especially Buffalo. And that's where it sucks too is because now you come back to, well, just rule it a tie. Well, if you rule it a tie, Kansas City just leapfrogged Buffalo for the number one seed. And, and, mm-hmm. another, and another thing that I think is interesting is you know, they've come out and they they haven't said this game's over. They haven't said it's canceled, but they did come out and say today that this game will not be played this week, which, I, I mean, logistically it really couldn't if you were going to play because both teams play on Sunday, so you couldn't have them play, like, Wednesday or Thursday and then suit up again and play Sunday. It wouldn't make any sense. Wouldn't be Yeah, it would be very difficult. Talk about player safety. That would be the complete opposite of that. So they can't do that. But then you have to think, okay, the Ravens and the Bengals now play this week. And if the Bengals won last night, they would have clinched the division. But since that game right now just, I guess, didn't happen, now is that game for the division? Is that game for, like, what happens? Here's the situation is that if if the game is ruled a tie, I believe that the Bengals lock up the division in that case. And the the result in the Ravens-Bengals is um, unimportant. I, I don't know for sure though. Hang on. What is what are the what's the Ravens record at the moment? Okay, so here's the um, thing: is the Ravens have one less win than the Bengals, but the Ravens do have the head-to-head. And so, if the Ravens were to season sweep them, I'm pretty sure. But then Baltimore would have one. But here's the deal: the, 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 the Ravens have six losses. Yeah, yeah, so come down if the game's counted as a tie and they beat the Bengals, the Bengals will be eleven five and one, while the Ravens will be eleven and six. So if the game's ruled a tie. It's just as good as a win in terms of the division for the Bengals. But then, um, like, okay, so let's – I just don't think this game can be played. Like, I, I've, gone, I've gone through this so many times in my head, and there's just no scenario where Bengals and Bills can actually yep. be played with – That's what I've thought. Without completely altering the format of, you know, without Everything. completely yeah, – it, 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 it ruptures the the whole skeleton of like the games to come. It it completely changes the face of everything. Um, yeah. So if they do rule this a tie, I, you're right. It will be the Bengals that will still win the division, even if the Ravens yeah. beat them next week. So yeah, that that's there. Um, but I mean, to me, sorry. To me, I think the most <laughs> the, the most ideal situation is the, the Bengals tie with the Ravens and the Patriots beat the Bills. And then we can just call the game a tie. Because in that case, I think the results of Bills Bengals are entirely <laughs> negligent. Um, as long as Kansas City also beats Vegas. <laughs> you need that too. Yeah. yeah, as long as Kansas City also beats Vegas. Now, that would be hilarious if we lost to Vegas because it makes this a whole even bigger humble jumble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I want to ask you, how do you feel about the prospect of us 
being given the one seed on a technicality like this. Yeah, I hate it, man. It's just like, I really went into last night, and I know we haven't had podcasts, so I haven't had the opportunity to say this, but I really went into last night thinking that Cincinnati was going to beat Buffalo. Uh, and I thought it was going to be yep. best, I thought it was going to be by far the best Monday night game of the year. And I also thought it had potential to be like a top five game of the year. And I think, you know, I think you had two top five quarterbacks going at it last night in Burrow mm-hmm. and Allen, mm-hmm. uh, which, I mean, how often do you get to see that on primetime? It's just, you know, uh, I was looking Especially forward this year. To, yeah, I was really looking forward to it uh, because we had gone through so many terrible Monday night games and I was looking forward to this one. So, you know, like it would just feel like, you know, like obviously this is in nobody's control. Nobody can like, it's not like the Chiefs have anything to do with this, but you just know how pissed off the Bills fans and fans around the league would be <laughs> if the Chiefs got given the one seed because of this. But yeah, at the same yeah. time, what can anybody do about it? There's just no other way to go about it. Like it's the freakiest incident I've ever seen in the NFL. I've never seen an injury in the game, like in ever. I've seen injuries pause games for a long time, but I've never seen. I've never even seen an injury that caused a debate as if the game should continue or not. Like that yeah. was the first time. I, I don't think it crossed my mind until I, you know, the first when I first heard that they were doing CPR. I was like, okay, if this guy actually. Thankfully, he's still alive right now. Uh, but I was like, if he actually dies, like, there's just no chance that can keep playing this game. There's just no way. And then, you know, Joe Buck comes over the 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 booth, and he's announcing, and he says they're giving him a five-minute period to stretch and warm up. And I'm thinking, there's no fucking way they're going to do this. Like, they, how? I was like, there's just no way. And I don't think Joe Buck just said that to say that. Somebody obviously told him that. So somebody... Mm-hmm. Somebody, I don't know who, but somebody, that's what they thought. Like, they were planning on doing that. And I think what happened is Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott were like, fuck no. And they just went back yeah, to love him. They were like, that's not happening. I don't know if it's Goodell. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a ref. Now, I do know uh, from just years past uh, when the Bills and Chiefs had that storm where they had to go back in the locker room. I do remember they gave them, I think, a five-minute period to warm up. Uh, so I think it's kind of protocol. Like, that's just the way it is when there's a lengthy delay. Uh, but whoever's idea... It came off for Whoever's idea that was that does not look great. You know, yeah. it, there was just no way that that game could continue last night. And it's really sad, obviously, for many reasons. Obviously, you feel terrible for, you know, uh, Hamlin. You feel terrible for his family. Um, there, There's actually been, you know, today, you know, we're recording this Tuesday night... <clears throat> there's actually been some positive news coming out about him that I think instead of his oxygen tank being a hundred percent, it's down to 50%, meaning that like he's needing less, you know, he's able to breathe more on his own, um, which is a good sign. So, you know, there are things to be optimistic about in that department. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, just a freak incident, just a freak accident. Um, it's something that I think as a fan, you never, you know in the back of your mind that there is a possibility of that happening in football, but until it actually happened, I don't think anybody really fully grasped the idea of it, actually, like how it would feel if it actually happened. Because it, it really, 
you listen to a lot of NFL players, it really shook a lot of the guys in the NFL. This guy, this guy tweeted, if the Cincinnati-Buffalo game ends up being a tie slash a no contest, that he hopes that Kansas City can forfeit the one seed out of principle. And see, that's where I think Absolutely we're not. a little crazy. I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, a little mm-hmm. out there, you know. It's as much as it's like not fair to those teams, to Buffalo and Cincinnati, it's not fair to Kansas City. It, the, Kansas City had nothing to do with this. It's nobody's fault. It's just it's just something that's never happened. The NFL doesn't have a handbook for this because it's literally never happened. Outside uh-huh. of there was a guy who died in 1971, I believe. I think I was looking it up last night just because I was curious. Um, but other than that, I mean, there has been literally nothing even equivalent to this. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the last time a game began and didn't finish in the NFL. That just like even during the COVID year, like they would, if like, they could find out a guy had COVID during the middle of the game, they'd finish the game. Like this is truthfully just an unprecedented time situation. Yep, for the NFL, and it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do. But as we wrap up the the topic of it, just you know, really, really putting our best thoughts and best wishes out towards uh, Hamlin, his family, everything in that sort you know yeah. obviously we're talking about a game here and while you know a game is important to us the league's important to us nothing is more important than you know this young guy's life this he's 24 i mean there's there's nothing more important than him getting better and him making it through this so we really are wishing him the best yeah. even though and, you know yeah and i want it to be said too i've seen some people call discussions about the football specific implications of this insensitive and i want it everything to be completely caveated that this whole conversation is uh dwarfed by the the health of demar hamlin there's just nothing we can say that will fix the fact that football is basically a death sport uh with a bunch of gladiators um and that is just the reality of the situation that we live in um and it's it's a little bit sad but there's <laughs> the NFL will go on. Yeah, I mean, um, look, we've, and- you know, I know people were hot last night about this, but at the end of the day, like, there's nothing more important than the guy's health. But like you said, John, the league will go on. And the NFL, as much as they're going to do everything in their power to make sure that this guy can make a recovery, the, the NFL still has to find a way to push through, uh, make it through this really tragic incident and finish out the season. There's just, there's no way around that. And that's, it's going to be a tough situation. Um, I, you know, I don't know how Buffalo plays this week versus new England. That's going to be an interesting situation. And that's another game that has playoff implications because new England is the seven seed right now. So it's, it's a terrible situation all the way around. Nobody is, no, it's not good for anybody. Even if the Chiefs end up with the one seed, it's not how anybody wanted it to happen. So it, it's tough, uh, but mm-hmm. you know, obviously, just sending our best wishes, and we'll be checking on Hamlin's health and things like that. Uh, but as a league standpoint, you know, we're our you know kind of our job is to talk about the NFL and you know what's going on and like what's going to happen next. It's one of those weird times where we don't know. We just have no idea what's about to happen. We have no idea yep. what what's what the next step is. And I'm not so sure anybody in the NFL front office or Goodell has any idea either. Yep. Yep. I, it's, it's, it's just a sad situation. It's, All very, things it's, it's horrible. Yeah. All right. 
Well, we can transition off of that into NFL Week 18 uh, because you know, another somewhat sad situation <laughs> on a much smaller scale. Look, I mean, we don't know at this second if Buffalo will even play this weekend. Uh, I'm assuming Cincinnati should be able to play this weekend. Uh, and we also don't know if the game between Cincinnati and Buffalo will ever resume. But as of right now, every other game is still on, is still scheduled, and teams are still preparing as if it's any other week. So mm-hmm. we're just gonna go through our game hey, picks. Before we do this, we got before we do this, we have to we have to review week seventeen for the Chiefs. I, and I was gonna do that when, right as we previewed the game. Okay. So, okay. Gotcha. We're gonna kind of tackle both <laughs> right here. So the Chiefs got moved up to Saturday, three um, thirty oh, yeah. at Vegas. Hate that. We did this last year. I don't like it. Um, the Chiefs you know, are at the, the Chiefs are at the Raiders. The Chiefs are seven and a half point favorites. All right, so let's break down. We haven't had an episode since the. Did we even have one for the Texans? Like, I think we haven't had. one No, since I don't the think Texans. we talked about. I think the we Texans had game is the first the one. Texans, Seahawks, and Broncos. Second time with the Broncos. So, John, I mean, we've talked a lot about it off the air. Uh, what are your impressions of what you've seen in the last three weeks from Kansas City? Oh, you know, week in and week out. The Texans game was where I said, ooh, we're a lot less likely to win the Super Bowl than I previously thought. The Seahawks game is where I said, ooh, we are probably not going to win the Super Bowl. And the Broncos game is where I said, ooh, I will be surprised if this isn't the end of the AFC championship streak. Um, This Kansas City Chiefs team, while very impressive and definitely one of the best teams in the NFL, probably the best offense in the NFL, it has too many gaping issues for me to put any confidence forward in them. Um, Jackson, you've been pointing it out the whole year, but the Chiefs are pioneers in being a productive NFL team while somehow just getting murdered in the turnover ratio or turnover margin. Um, It's unbelievable. No other team that just turns the ball over this much and is so incapable of turning the other team over um, is ever ever a successful team it just doesn't happen uh and especially not successful on this scale this chiefs team constantly does this um and that's all put in that that also leads me into my next point because i think one of the biggest contributing factors to this discrepancy is the special teams the fourth time this season the chiefs have fumbled a punt i don't get it what is it about us that makes us so bad at this just don't 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 send anyone back there i'm serious i'm done with it i my dad has been saying this for about three years and every day at time i say it's stupid it's like we're gonna get pinned at the two over and over i don't care if we have to start every possession (laughs) from the one for the rest of patrick mahomes's career if it means there is a zero percent chance that the other team will get the ball after a punt i'm completely fine with it the number one priority for this team whether there's nine yards in front of him or 99 yards in front of him is that after the result of a punt, Patrick Mahomes should be on the field. Yes. From when that ball leaves the punter's foot, the only thing that matters is that the next play involves Patrick Mahomes. Yes. And we haven't in a quarter of our games, we have let that not be the case. Um, it, it basically cost us one game as much as I complained about the Chris Jones situation in the Colts game. It lost us that game. The first possession we get a stop. And then we, spot the team spot the worst offense in the nfl 70 yards 
I, it just, it's, it's unacceptable. It's ridiculous. It's mind-boggling. I can't handle it. Um, I, 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 I've been doing the count of all the football teams that I watch. I, I, it is six to one this year on the other team getting the ball after a punt versus my team keeping the ball off the punt. Six to one. Now this is one punt drop for Kansas State in the Big Twelve Championship and Mizzou roughing the punter. So those two things have been added to the equation. But I'm just done with it. I'm done with punting plays costing my team. It's supposed to be the way to win the game, force your opponent to punt, and the Chiefs find a way to blow it. And I'm just not convinced that they won't blow it in the playoffs in a time where you're playing teams that you cannot give points away to. You just simply can't. You don't have the choice. Um, I fully believe the game that the Chiefs lose in the divisional round, whether it be to the Buffalo Bills or the Cincinnati Bengals, will include a dreadful special teams error. I'm not saying it's going to be a drop punt. I'm not saying it's going to be anything necessarily like that, but there will be one. It might be It might be a drop punt. It might be Harrison Butker missing. It might be Tommy Townsend fumbling a snap. I don't know, but it's going to be one of those things. And it's going to hurt like a bitch because the offensive and defensive side of the ball for Kansas City is so adequate. It's so adequate. It is definitely good enough to win Super Bowls. Um I, I just think that third phase, Jackson, you've harped on it for years, and that's really the only takeaway I have from this because had we not fumbled that punt, I don't think this game is close. One bit. Instead, we almost blew our 15-game win streak against the Dolphins or Broncos, Broncos on some stupid stuff. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty frustrated, honestly. It's it's a sucky way to ruin having a great quarterback by, by just blowing special teams. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, so obviously I've been annoying as hell on this uh, podcast for years about special teams. Um, And I'm sure many Chiefs listeners haven't understood why necessarily. Um, Until this year, I think they probably understand why I'm so fucking annoying about special teams. It's because you can be really, really good at offense and defense, which is the foundation of a team. But if you are bad at special teams, you are fucking yourself so hard. Like, so bad. And no other, there's no better example than last year's Packers, man. 13 and 4, really, they, they threw the last game. They just played their starters. They were 13 and 3. Number one seed, they get to the playoffs. They get a field goal blocked before halftime. They're, that costs them three points. Then they get a punt blocked with four minutes left in the game for a return touchdown. And then on the final play of the game, when the 49ers are kicking the game winning field goal, they only have 10 players on the field on, on to block the punt. It, it's stuff like, or excuse me, the field goal. It's like you don't realize it until it happens to your team how bad that can hurt you. The special teams can be the difference, and this Chiefs special teams has just been dreadful. Yeah, I don't think it's been as bad as last year's Packers. I've never seen anything like that, but it has not been good. You talk about missed extra points. You talk about, um, you know, missed field goals, blocked field goals, bad holds. Uh, fumble returns on punts, muffs. Um, it, Getting hit at the 10 repeatedly on kickoffs. Th- this this doesn't even go into it, but letting the ball go over you and, you know, when you should fair catch it and letting it fall inside the five, stuff like that. It's just, and then, like, their kickoff coverage, while they haven't allowed a kickoff return for a touchdown yet, there's been a few times where people have bounced it on Kansas City. It's just, to me, it's been a disaster all year. And, look, the crazy thing is, right, is, like, what, we have... Five fumbles on punts, right? Or it's punts and kickoffs, right? Right. I I believe it's at least 
I don't know for sure. My okay, count so Sky had two, right, four. in the Colts game. Didn't he have two so in the Colts Sky, game? Uh, did he have two in the Colts game? I thought he just had the one. I think he had the one in the Colts. One against... I don't remember the second one. I know the third one Rams. was the Rams. Yeah. Okay, so there's two that I can think of for sure. Is he had one versus the Rams, and he had one versus the... The Colts. The Colts. I, so there's two. I, I want to say they he don't, dropped one against the, the, like the Niners or the Bucks. It was but the I Niners. It was the Niners. It was the Niners. Okay, yeah. So there's three fumbles on kickoffs. Then Jody Fortson fumbles a kickoff versus Jacksonville. There's four fumbles on kickoff slash punts. Then Kadarius Toney this past week fumbles one. That's five fumbles on kick returns this year. And you know what Kansas City is in the turnover differential? Negative five. They would be even. If they, didn't turn, <laughs> if they didn't turn the ball over on special teams, they would be even. Do you know how many yep. turnovers the Chiefs have forced on special teams? Zero. 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 Yeah. Not a, or excuse me, one. They, they have forced one. I, I stand corrected. The Tampa game, the opening kickoff of the Tampa game, Tampa fumbles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but outside of that, Indeed. outside of that, they have not forced one. So, like, it's just like they would be, every year in the Patrick Mahomes era, from 18 to 21, they have been positive in the turnover differential. Unless they go plus five, and actually they'd have to go plus six. Unless they go plus six in the turnover differential on Saturday, they are not going to for the first time in the Mahomes era. Um, and it really just goes down to the fact that, A, they turn it over on special teams a lot, but B, they don't, like you said, they don't create turnovers. They really don't. Like, nope. they got two versus um, Denver. That was rare. That, that was a rare... They have ten interceptions on the year, and they have. They six. got one of their interceptions was an injured Justin Herbert, by the way. Yeah. Um, they have ten interceptions on the year, and they have six fumbled recovers. Six fumbled recoveries. The Chiefs have forced eighteen turnovers. You know there are six teams with less this year, right? Not one of those six teams has a winning record. Not one. Mm-hmm. That it's bizarre that the Chiefs can do this, being this poor, and in <laughs> right in in the two team the the teams right above Kansas City in the turnover battle, just right above them, Atlanta and Carolina, and the Rams and the Bears. So and it's just we're we're right with the shitters. It makes no sense. <laughs> like it, that, it's unbelievable that they're able to win these games when they're this bad in the turnover mar, in the to, the turnover margin. But I mean. <laughs> It's just bizarre. I don't know what to say. But, yeah, I, I do think, from what I've seen recently, I am worried about that. Um, they're a good team, but good teams lose all the time on fluke special teams and bad turnovers. So, Yep. Now, I we do have to actually talk about the game itself because we did both just bitch about special teams, which was very therapeutic, at least for me. Oh, had um, to. Had to. I, I don't know anyone that's quite as passionate about Team sucking at special teams as you and i've ended up i've always been like ah jackson chill out it's just special teams nope i will never say that to anyone again this is absolutely miserable now the fact that we're able to be this good yeah, with this unbelievable turnover margin and also you mentioned before we move on you mentioned that we've this is the only year we've had a negative one wouldn't you say um given our strength of schedule and everything this has been the most impressive regular season chiefs team like I, just all around, I I, I think still that's think the only the, other... the COVID year Chiefs are the best Chiefs. Dude, but the COVID year Chiefs every time would like make every game close. I know, like I for know. no reason. But they're doing the that same thing normal. this year too. To be fair, yeah, but this year it's caused a lot by these issues that we've yeah, talked yeah. about. Um, but regardless, like if those two are the most. 
and this year it's just been, I mean, crazy with the special teams has leaked away. Um, we owe a debt of gratitude to Patrick Mahomes, oh. Travis Kelsey, uh, Chris Jones, big oh time. God. The the fact that these guys have been able to overcome um, just <laughs> a lot of shittiness is super impressive. Um, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the MVP. Yeah. Uh, yeah, completely well-deserved. Yeah. I know Mahomes has had his moments. He had kind of a bad pick in this game, and he threw yeah. three bad picks the last time he played the Broncos. But, dude, I like he could. He is the one guy that could throw twenty five interceptions. I think and still just be like <laughs> insane because the the Chiefs. I saw a graph and it was like the 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 y axis was percentage of uh, plays that are dropbacks and the x axis was EPA per dropback. Mm. Uh, the Chiefs the Chiefs drop back to pass the most and have the most efficient passing attack. That makes no sense whatsoever. Um, it's it's just insane. It's unbelievable. Um, and it's why in the event we lose because of these third-party errors, it's yeah. going to be so frustrating because this is a rumbling, bumbling, stumbling machine of a football team. They don't have a definite weakness on the offense or defensive side of the ball. Maybe maybe the secondary on defense, but they're still average at worst. Um, and yeah, they overall the, the rest of this team i'm extremely proud of yeah. um also chris jones should be deploy wouldn't you say that's what i've been saying like at least dallas has playmakers alongside micah parsons chris jones yeah. is the chief's defense like i'm sorry mm-hmm. if chris jones didn't exist steve spagnolia would not have a job like he just dude wouldn't. we should we should bench jones against the raiders like seriously like just see the, how bad the, it gets. the odds that we lose the one seed is better than the idea that we'd have to play playoff games without him. Like, there's no reason we should Honestly, even mess like, with that. I, and you get worried a little bit because of the injuries last week with Tooney and Sneed and uh, then someone else, uh, uh, Sky Moore. You know, Sky Moore, like, yes. Yeah. Sky like, Moore has a hand. Here, here's yeah. a stat for you, uh, going back to beating yourself. Do you know, can you guess the last team to win the Super Bowl having a negative turnover differential? Uh, I'm going to assume that it's, like, straight up a team that I just, like, didn't even know won the Super Bowl. Uh, you do, you do. It was oh okay. It's been within the last decade. Within the last decade, okay. I'll take a fire here. What about the? Hmm. <laughs> Trying to go back here. If you say the what page, about the the Rogers Packers that won? Uh, no, that was over a decade ago. Unfortunately. It oh did, yeah, I guess it was the, like 2011. This that database goes back to 2013. So from 2013 to 2021. Ooh, God, this one's a little tricky. Uh, what about what about just the Rams from last year? Surprisingly, they were plus two, even though Stafford led the league in interceptions. They were plus two. Okay, but you're gonna you're gonna one more like, guess. You're not gonna like yourself when you miss this because you're gonna be like, oh shit, I should have known that. I'll say this: the Hang Chiefs on, let me... beat this team that year. Fan through. Let me fan through. Is it like the Patriots? Which one? <laughs> the one that we, we beat on opening night. Oh well, they didn't win the Super Bowl that year. Then they then we beat them. Okay, what about the year we beat them on like a Monday night, and it was, was everyone 14. said it was like the end of. Yeah, yeah, that okay. one. It, it it's not that either. So I'll just go ahead and tell you it was the fifteen Broncos. It was the because Bro- Brock Osweiler took I over. I was fully going to expect that they were not. I figured they forced enough turnovers to they, overcome for it. We're negative four in turnover differential that year, actually. 
Um, let me pick up. And 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 look, but they part of that has to be up to the fact that they the spent ball the away whole year twenty-seven times and they turned it over. They threw twenty-three interceptions that year. Yeah, yeah, and that was the Brock year, right? And, Brock and remember, well. Peyton's last regular season game was versus Kansas City, and he threw like four picks in that game. We like yep. killed him in Denver. Yep. That was that was the start of the winning streak, actually, versus Denver. That was the first of all the fifteen. So <laughs> wild, wild stuff. But the point being is like historically, recently, you can't be negative in the turnover differential and win the Super Bowl. It's very, very rare. So yeah, take yeah. that what you will. Now let's preview Saturday's game versus the Raiders. We've talked about it a little bit. Um, I think this is going to be a lot tougher of a game than people want to believe. Even though the Raiders have nothing to play for, I think they are honestly a little bit better with Stidham than they were with Carr. <laughs> yeah, not, you might not be wrong. I watched that whole game, and their offense was pretty spicy. <laughs> he was actually finding Devontae Adams, too. That, that was something that we really haven't seen all year. Yeah. I mean, and it was against San Francisco. I mean, this wasn't versus mm-hmm. like a, a bottom feeder. This was versus the 49ers. The 49ers have 49ers. The most points they've allowed this season is to Kansas City. The second most was just to Jarrett Stidham. Like it's yep. wild times. Um, now, obviously, no one has film on Stidham uh, before that game. So obviously, you know, got with, you know, with like Geno and stuff. The more you get film on these guys, the more their Lynn Sanity run ins. But yeah, I mean, I'm expecting this to be tough. I mean, Kansas City knows. If they win this game, they're probably the one seed, right? At this point, they got to kind of believe that with, you know, everything that's happened with that. So Kansas City kind of knows, Kansas City kind of knows that they're playing for the one seed here. And I tell you what would really hurt is if we played on Saturday, one, and think we got the one seed, and the NFL came out and was like, we're going to finish Bill's Bengals later in the week. And we'd be like, oh, shit. We, yeah, you know that. I hope that doesn't happen, because uh, that would just be a real blue ball. But yeah, man, I'm I'm interested in this one. I, I'm taking Raiders plus seven and a half any day of the week. Um, I, I will never take Kansas City's <laughs> unless we're underdogs. I'm never taking the Chiefs uh, line ever. Yeah, and it really sucks because we always look like we're going to cover, and then it's like, oh nope, nope, absolutely not. Um, yeah, I would take the Raiders in this one too. I, on the subject of of Stidham doing so well against the Niners, and maybe I'm completely like tinfoily with this, but I think one thing I've noticed this season in the NFL is how often teams try to like bring out really vanilla schemes against teams that they think they can handle easily. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm completely putting too much stake in the fact that the the two best or the three best defenses the Chiefs have played. I would say the three biggest games that the Chiefs have said, oh, this is a good defense, which is in Tampa, in San Francisco, and in Denver. That is where we probably saw three of the best offensive performances. Like, and and the Denver one, I think, proves my point even better because it only got bad once we were up three touchdowns. Um, I'm interested to what extent people basically choose, like, okay, I'm gonna we're gonna go real soft here. Um, and just pull out the basic stuff so nobody can study us because uh, we're only playing Jared Stidham. Um, but regardless, like I think the Chiefs will do that as well. I think this game will be closer than a lot of people expect. Um, and one thing you don't want to play is somebody who has nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, this Raiders team has nothing to lose. They're at home, and they hate us. Like They, yeah. they despise us. Um, 
So this is not going to be your everyday walk in the park for the Chiefs. Not that I think anyone tip, like truly expected that, um, but I think at least there was sort of a vibe that that's how we felt about it when we saw Derek Carr wouldn't be playing. Um, but the performance against the Niners changes that quite a bit. Um, you know what? It would be nice to jump out ahead early in this one, though, because you do kind of get the chance to have a pseudo bye week if you can put them away. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it never works out quite that way, does it? No, not with Kansas City. Um, nope. All right, well, let's move on to Saturday night's game. Um, Titans and Jaguars for the division. Really shocked they didn't put this on Sunday night, considering it's the only game where both teams are winning in. Uh, but the Jaguars are six-and-a-half-point favorites. It'll be Josh Dobbs going for the Titans. I don't think that really matters. I think what matters is, is Derrick Henry playing or not. I think the reason he didn't play last week was because they knew that game didn't matter and that they wanted to rest him for this week. So I'm going to go into this assuming that Derrick Henry plays. And, uh, yeah, this is for the division. I mean, Jacksonville's clawed their way all the way back. Yeah, they have. They have. I, I, I predicted at the start of the year Jacksonville would win this division. Um, I wasn't called crazy, but I mean, anytime you predict Jacksonville to win a division, it's yeah. kind of a hot take. Yeah. So I would like to be correct on this one. Um, so for that reason, I'll pick Jacksonville. The thing I will say is I think Dobbs actually looked like kind of okay. A lot better than um, Malik Willis. Yeah, better than Malik Willis. And like, I don't know. In some ways, I think he's better than Tannehill. The one big thing that I really took away from that game is um, multiple like big third downs, third and tens. Dobbs made great throws and his receivers dropped them. Um, so he's definitely got a little something in the tank. I think if he has Derrick Henry there, I would be inclined to pick the Titans. Um, but I'll pick the Jaguars because I kind of want him to win. Um, I still think Doug Peterson is a loser. I point this out all the time, but I've never seen somebody start the game off with an onside kick get it, and then punt the ball at the opposing team's 42 on fourth and three. What the hell were you thinking, Doug? Like, the most, just the stupidest thing I've ever witnessed. You're willing to take a 50-yard risk on a 5% play, and you won't take a 22-yard risk on, like, a 70% play? The hell is wrong with you, Doug? Um, So I think Doug Peterson is a complete idiot, but I still want the Jaguars to win. Yeah, I'm taking Jacksonville. They're the hot team. They are the better team. And Trevor Lawrence, I think, has kind of officially started to become what we thought he would out of college. I don't think he's there yet, but I'm watching him, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, I think if he gets, like, like if Christian – I mean, Christian Kirk, I guess, is getting paid like a wide receiver one. But if they get another good wide receiver in there – they got Calvin Ridley coming in next year. That is right. That is interesting. So, you know, depending, um, you know, we'll see. And in some ways in a modern NFL, in the modern NFL, Calvin Ridley might be what a team aims to make their wide receiver three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You just never know. True. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But I, I think the Jaguars, after being like hands down, one of the most uh, dysfunctionally ran organizations, I was going to say the most, but then I remembered Washington exists and the Texans. Yeah. Um they uh, they finally kind of figured it out, I believe. Yeah, Jacksonville looks good. Um, they're going to be a team that if, I guess the Chargers would play in the first round. Uh, no, the the Ravens. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because the Ravens will be the five. They're they're going to get the four. I mean, they're going to get That'd a home playoff. Oh yeah, yeah, they will. And uh, 
man, I mean, you look at the NFC and the quarterbacks that are going to make the playoffs, and you've got a hurt Jalen Hurts, no pun intended. Um, you've got Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones. You've got all of those guys, and then you've got Rodgers and Brady uh, who are on bad teams. And then you've got, well, maybe Rodgers, but you know what I'm saying, huh? We'll get to that later. And then you got the AFC, and you've got Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Lamar, Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, um, and then the seventh seed, you know, we don't know. You have a still, it's like. Yeah, but it's not going to be a good quarterback in the seventh seed. I mean, probably <laughs> not. It's either going to be. Either Mac- Mike White or Mac Jones. Kenny Pickett. Kenny, Kenny Pickett. They're still alive. <laughs> Yeah, there's a scenario not where great. the there's a scenario where the Titans can win the division and the Jaguars can get the seven. Yeah, I remember seeing like Weird odds stuff. for team the Chiefs might play, and it was like Jacksonville at point three percent. Yeah, um, <laughs> some yeah, crazy shit has to go down. I like Jacksonville, so let's go to Sunday slate. Um, Ravens Bengals. This is uh, a lot of I I, I mean. I'm taking it becomes a much less interesting game if this game doesn't get played. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to pass on this. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's to, be, zero, to be determined. If I think there's a 0% chance that they don't even have a line for this, but I think there's a 0% chance that Lamar plays in this anyway, especially if, with no chance to win the division. No way that they would play Lamar. Um, so we'll skip yeah, over that. I don't think- Tampa, uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Never mind. We're only talking. By the way, I, we said, discussed this before the show. Uh, we're not going to go over games that have no meaning. Um, if it has draft meaning, that we're not covering it. It's playoffs yeah. only. Look it up yourself. And Tampa's <laughs> locked into the number four seed. They can't improve or fall, so we're good there. All right, this one we're probably going to have to gloss over too. Patriots at Bills. Uh, there's a line for this one. Patriots or, or excuse me, the Bills are seven and a half point favorites. Man, I mean, like this, this this means a lot to New England. New England's got to win this game. Yes, they do. Um, I think this is actually an intriguing game. I like. Look, the NFL is is a very uh, it has a lot of parity. The Bills are definitely a much better team, but we see this happen a lot on Week 18. Um, two teams that are fighting for quite a bit. Um, Maybe the Bills are fighting for a little bit less now. Um, but, yeah, I think this game, I would pick the Patriots uh, plus seven and a half if I were you. I just think Belichick in a must-win game, he's probably spent, like, his entire week. He probably sleeps at the facility. Um, yeah, he uh, probably got, like, Cheetos still stuck to his face, Cheeto dust on his face, whatever. Um, I, I think this will be an interesting one if not like a high-flying offense one, because when is a Patriots game ever been that? <laughs> Never. Um, I feel the opposite. I think Buffalo is going to win this one. I think there's just obviously Buffalo will be playing with a lot of um, – That is true. A lot of heart. They'll be, they'll, be playing, uh, they'll be playing with a lot of pride, and they're definitely going to want to win one for their teammate on Sunday. So, And, and I just – and Josh Allen has kicked – Bill Belichick's ass every time outside of that one. The one time game. where yeah. Bill Belichick threw the ball four times. Yeah. Outside of that, Josh Allen has just destroyed Bill Belichick. So I like Buffalo here. Yeah. Um, yeah. This has a playoff implication on it, so we'll talk about it briefly. The Vikings at the Bears. The Vikings need to win, and the 49ers need to lose for the Vikings to move to the two seed. I think the Vikings win this game, but I don't think it'll matter in the long run. 
Vikings are just such an obvious first round exit. And I don't even know who the sixth seed in the NFC is going to be. It's going to be the Giants. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll take the Giants over then, man. Hey, if the Giants win in the playoffs, does that count as 10 wins? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I think we, I think we established it doesn't. Um, you might not even yeah. need it, so don't even worry. <laughs> I I will take uh, the the Vikings to win this game though. Probably by a field goal. <laughs> Probably on a last second field goal. Yeah, because they're still eleven and zero in one score games they are, or whatever. They, they they get blown out on purpose so they don't lose one possession games. Yep. Um, so they can keep that stat alive. NBC can keep yep. doing their weird ass graphics with it. Uh, Texans Colts doesn't matter. Jets Dolphins Dolphins need to win. And they need New England to lose to Buffalo, which is entirely possible. Both of those scenarios are entirely possible. Right now, the line on this game is even. It looks like it's going to be Skylar Thompson with the season on the lines. No one knows him better than John. You know, every time, it's it's so weird. I, I feel like I have a, um, a uh, I don't know how to describe this. When Skylar Thompson at K-State, the whole time I felt like I was underrating him. And the whole time he's been in the NFL I felt like I'm overrating him yeah. like I'm always like oh he's a smart quarterback like he can't be any worse than Tua he's probably got a stronger arm all this the few times I've watched him it's been pretty mundane pretty rough um in fairness you always have to take into account getting that whole week to be that guy in practice like you know it's gonna be you um Mike McDaniel is really a, a pretty astute coach um so I think they have a pretty good chance to win this game. I'll, I will take them. Um, that's also just because I don't have a ton of belief in the Jets at this stage. Um, we saw a pretty meh Seahawks team come to Arrowhead, uh, and they took care of business against the Jets this weekend. Um, so I'm inclined to go with the Dolphins. Um, and, yeah, that'll basically put them in as long as the Bills win. Yeah, I think uh... – yeah, I like the Dolphins. The Jets just do not have a quarterback worth anything. Mike White's a fun story sometimes, but nowhere near consistent enough to be your guy. And then Zach Wilson has just been a disaster. Um, the Jets are terrible offensively. They've got pieces. They just don't have a quarterback. Next year it'll be interesting because you're going to have Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Brees Hall's coming back. Good offensive line. It'll be interesting to see who's the quarterback there next year, but... Yeah, I like Miami. Literally, I just think Skylar Thompson, if it is him, just don't make the mistake and you will win this game. Yeah, yeah. Don't turn the ball over in a like a terrible situation um, and you've got a pretty good chance. Uh, we're going to skip over Saints-Panthers. Somehow this game matters. Browns-Steelers. Steelers can get in the playoffs if they beat the Browns, if the Dolphins lose to the Jets, and if the Bills beat the Patriots. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I'll say this. I don't care about this game, but I will say I watched the end of Sunday Night Football, and Kenny Pickett looks really, really good. Yeah, okay, he looks really, really good. But if you only watch the end of Sunday Night Football, you got a very skewed perspective of Kenny Pickett because. Well, I mean, I saw the score. Probably, I know they weren't doing much, and I know. Yeah, but, that was probably know. his best two drives of football of his life. Yeah, I, I um, know, but I mean, it was still that last. It was impressive. Was no, oof, I mean, Collinsworth move. said it, and I didn't even think it was out of pocket. And he was like, that was the Patrick Mahomes play right there. I was thinking um, it. When I saw it, I was yeah. like, I, that looked exactly like Mahomes. Yeah. And now the, the difference is, is that Mahomes is doing that constantly, and Kenny Pickett took 17 weeks. Um, yeah. But no, 
I think the Steelers probably made an okay draft pick right there. They've got something to work with. Um, I will take the Browns in this one, though. The Browns, um, look, I hate Deshaun Watson with a flaming passion. Um, However, (laughs) he is my fantasy football quarterback, and he did pick a good time to put up a lot of fantasy points last week. Um, Yeah, I... I don't know, man. I, I think I'm going to take the Browns. Um, unfortunately, as much as I want like Deshaun Watson's NFL career to be over, and I think when I was upset that he only gave me nine points in the semifinal, I said that his contract was worse than Russell Wilson's, um, which is a bit insane. But And I said from a purely football perspective, I said that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think he's starting to figure it out. But I did say that two weeks ago before the game that pissed me off. So who the hell knows? Regardless, I'll take the Browns. Yeah, he looked decent. I, I gotta say, I hate the guy too, but I really have to, I really have to give him uh, my kudos because he kicked the Commanders out and gave Green Bay a clear path to make the playoffs. So, yeah. all of us over here doing deals with the devil, yeah, benefiting like, off yeah, the nasty no, man. It's like I don't know Jacoby Brissett would have done that. So thank you, Sean. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, and and also a huge thank you to Ron Rivera for starting Carson Wentz. That was. When I heard that, I was thrilled. Um, and he, dude, I I couldn't figure that out. I know that. Did you like, see? Did I you thought... see Rivera after the game when the guy asked him who would start at quarterback next week if they got eliminated uh, that day? And he goes, "We can get eliminated today." And he goes, <laughs> "He goes." They go, "Yeah, if the Packers beat the Vikings." And Rivera goes, "Oh," like he didn't even know that that they could get eliminated. <laughs> In fairness, I think you kind of have to respect that in some ways, like. All I can do is go win my game, but I don't you know. Still gotta, I don't know. Hey, look, if you're going to make the decision to go back to Wentz, you have to understand that if you lose, you can be eliminated. Like, that has to be a thought. I, I just feel like not knowing that. I understand. Like, look, no one prepares for a game and wonders, okay, if we lose, what can happen? <laughs> if we lose, what happens? But you kind of <laughs> have to consider it. Like, you kind of, if you're going to make a quarterback change, you kind of have to consider, okay, could we afford for a mistake? Like, I think that had to be in the thought process, and it... It's just funny that it wasn't. Um, Chargers Broncos doesn't matter. Um, Giants Eagles, man, whew, big one. This is this real is lot, big one. Lot on the line. So if the Giants, uh, the bet was if you're a new listener, or if you just didn't catch the episode, Giants over under ten wins. I took the under. John took the or not the over, but just to get to ten wins, nine and a half. I guess we should say was the over under. Uh, and what do we we got twenty bucks on it. And it's been a roller coaster. It was the Giants were at one point like six and one, and then at one point they fell to like seven and four. Like it been a, it been a roller coaster. I mean, they went into that Commanders game at seven five and one, and I was feeling good about myself. Um, but then they beat the Commanders. Uh, they lost a close one to the Vikings, and then they got to play the Jeff Saturday Colts. So it comes down to this. I will tell you, Vegas's line. Makes it seem like Jalen Hurts is coming back. It's Philly minus 14. <laughs> Damn it, man. I thought I had a chance. Minus 14? <laughs> Vegas. Just, there's Vegas no way like they hang nine. that line. If that, There's no way they hang that line if they think it's Gardner Minshew. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, well, I'll take the Eagles. Uh, you can... You can wait to send me that payout, Jackson, just so I can flex on everyone that I did win our league. Because um, I know there's one person listening that got his ass kicked. Um, nope. But 
but yeah, I think I think there's going to be a twenty dollar chunk missing because, quite frankly, <laughs> the Giants probably <laughs> won't pull this one off. Yeah, um, I gotta pick Philly, but I lo- plus fourteen is just too good of a number, man. <laughs> I would, if you're a betting man, take that number because that is what's interesting is when these two teams played the first time in Philly in New York with a, Jaylen, a healthy Jalen Hurts, the line was Eagles minus seven. So well, they, the thing is, is, do, is there any intrigue or uh, any reason for the Giants to try besides wanting to beat the Eagles? No. Yeah, that's the problem. They are locked See, into the we went in this seat. week saying the Eagles weren't going to care, and then it ended up being the Giants that don't care. God. You would have been better and you know off. What? I guess you would have been better off losing you know, last week. They, 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 they tied that one game. That's the fact stupid. that they didn't win that was crazy. That's crazy that it's gonna this, this is gonna come back one way or another. That tie is either gonna kill someone or it's gonna save someone and kill someone, and we're gonna figure that yeah, out. Yeah, well, it's gonna. It already saved you halfway. I mean, it never. It was could have killed me. you though. It could have killed you because if Washington, well, it was just as good as a loss. If Washington won that game in overtime, I mean, actually, no, you're. You're actually it right. It would have been the same. You're yeah. Kind of, you're right. It's actually worse for you because if the Giants lost that game, they, they would have, need to win today. To win the, yeah, yeah. That's great. So the yeah. tie actually yeah. is yeah. doing I'm miracles. <laughs> 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 that tie, good good tie. Um, Dude, I thought I was going to win the Giants bet. You still might. You still might. You still could. You still could. It's not over. Jalen Hurts isn't they, officially coming back, but the Eagles, they, the Eagles are playing for not only the one seed, but the division as well. So there's a lot at stake for the Eagles to win this. Now, and you know what the dumbest shit is too is I think had I said nine games, you would have taken that shit in a heartbeat. <laughs> I think you would have taken eight games. But Mister Big Chest over here decided to go go real hard. Uh, you know the one thing God. I will say on and over under that I fucking nailed this year was, and I hope your brother's listening, John, because it's the fucking Bears. And John, or not John, God, I, why Why do we all have J names? When Josh said that they were like, I'm like, what do you think they're going this year, Josh? He's like, they'll, they'll go 6 on 11. And I was like, 6? Like, you think that shit can win 6 games? Uh, so I'm very vindicated that they have not only not won 6 games, they've, they're only going to win 3. So I'll just put that out yeah, there since he didn't want to show up. You did give I remember being closer on your side on that one. Josh... Josh kind of uh You could go back. Uh, we have an we had an episode before this season. It was just me and you. We did an over under for every single team. Uh and I think that Ooh, was, we need to go back. I'll have to go back. That was that. one of my hardest unders. I think that was my hardest did we, under. Did we pick over or we picked over under like every like one of the two the same for every single team. Like we had like twenty five overs. I remember our strongest one was Pittsburgh, and I can't remember if that was seven and a half or eight and a half that we had that at. But yeah, and we took them over, didn't we? Yeah, because we were like, no way Mike Tomlin has a losing season. And <laughs> yep, with, yep. When, when they were two and six, I was like, oh, we lost that one. But now eight Dude, and eight. They've pulled, it, they've pulled it together. They can win this game, you know what I'm saying? Um, Cardinals 49ers, I don't feel like we need to talk about it. Um, Rams Seahawks. So Seattle obviously has to win this game to make the playoffs, and they need Green Bay to lose. Let me say this, first of all. Terrible scheduling by the NFL. They've really fucked over Detroit because if Seattle wins this game, Detroit has nothing to play for on Sunday night. They're eliminated before they even start. I, yeah, I but in some ways, wouldn't you like that? Because then you can get the better draft pick. 
But I just feel like, for an entertainment purpose, the NFL have like fumbled this. They those two games. No, I think if anyone that they've screwed, it's the it's they've screwed the the Seahawks. Yeah. Because if they win, the Lions are probably going to just be like, all right, whatever. Like the Lions are kind of indifferent on this. I feel like, but but the Seahawks really have gotten screwed. I I kind of said the same thing about the Chiefs playing on Saturday because in the event the Chiefs lost to the Raiders, it would have bought the Bills another bye week. But now that, you know, the shit has happened, that's a little bit less relevant. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. The, the, the NFL doing these staggered games, like, they need to do a better job at making sure that teams that have conflicting implications are playing at the same time. That's the yeah. only fair way to do it. My um, point was there's only one game this entire week that is winning in, and it's, it's Jags-Titans. And traditionally, that's it, what they do for yeah. Sunday night. I don't know why they didn't do that. Maybe because the Titans are starting Josh Dobbs. But to me, that made the most sense. But that's why I'm predicting that Baker Mayfield and the Rams will go into Seattle and beat the Seahawks this week. I think they upset the Seahawks into the Seahawks year. And Sunday night will become a win and in for both teams. And I'm not I'm not a big tinfoil hat type guy, but like... It's kind of undeniably good for the NFL if yes, that's the case. Yes, yes. <laughs> like they, yes. they they want that game to be winning in for both teams. Yes. Um that's the big slot right there, Sunday night. So it's it's odd. Weird that they do this across two days when there's so many things that mess with each other. Next game. Cowboys and Commanders. The Cowboys have something to play for here when they probably felt like they wouldn't have wouldn't have had something to play for. A win and an Eagles loss takes them from the five seed to the one seed. Yeah, that's funny. That's insane. <laughs> so if they win this game and Philly loses, they go from having to play on the road on wild card weekend to having a bye week and getting home field advantage. Crazy, crazy stuff here. Meanwhile, the Commanders now have nothing to play for when it looked like for weeks that it would be the opposite, that the Commanders would have something to play for and Dallas wouldn't. Uh, I guess I'm going Dallas here because they just have something to play for. You know, yeah. I'm like, sorry. I might have you might have cut out on me. Finish your thought. I was just gonna say the NFL did get this one right. Eagles, Giants, and Cowboys Commanders kicks off at the same time. Oh, good. There, they got one thing right. Both both Woo-hoo. kick off at three twenty-five. So it will be there will be no scoreboard watching for those teams. Well, I guess they could in the stadium, but uh, they're just going to play. I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's yeah. The afternoon games outside of that are terrible. So. I will, in a in a in a hopeful sense, take the football team, uh, and I also would love to see that the Eagles lose because the Stephen A. Smith video <laughs> that we would get oh, would just be absolutely legendary. Could you imagine um, if Philly lost this game, went on the road to Tampa in the wild card and lost, and they they had this entire year where they were the top team all year long until like the last few weeks, and they lose in the wild card. Yeah. Well, dude, here's the thing. Okay, Tampa, they're not any good. They're going to make the NFC Championship. One way or another, they 100% are. There's just no doubts in my mind about it. There is nothing nothing I believe in more conspiritually than that they will make Packers Bucks the NFC Championship this year. Yeah. Say it with me. Poor shoe shoe asshole. 
You know how bad yeah. the NFL wants Burrow Brady in the Super Bowl. Like it's oh my god. The ho- uh, the battle of the horseshoes. Yeah. But before any of that yeah. can even be discussed, we got to go to Sunday Night Football because it's the Lions and Packers. We've discussed what the Lions need. The Packers are in a very good spot because they don't need anything other than themselves. Green Bay, all they need to do is win this game, and they are in the postseason. It's in Lambeau. It's Sunday night. Eerily similar to the run. You remember the run the table Packers back in yeah. 16 when they were 4-6? and six? Similar situation that season, final game of the year, Sunday night football. Guess who it was against? The Lions? The Detroit Lions. It. And, yeah. and you know who they played the week prior in 2016? <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings. It, yep. it, history repeats itself. I like Green Bay here. It's insane, the run that they've been on. But it's, you know, they finally found an identity. Like, I've been, we were all screaming at them, run the fucking ball, man. You have two really good running backs. It, like, your receivers are ass. Finally, like, they've figured that out. And... Yeah, it's taken a few, like, fluke shit, like a Tua concussion to, you know, get them to this point. But they're here, and they don't lose at home in the cold to dome teams. It just doesn't happen. And golf this year, on the road versus at home, is so, like, it's a different human. He has, on the road this on the road outdoors this year, I should say, he has six touchdowns. He has 29 on the season. So it's like, they <laughs> major difference with this guy outdoors versus indoors. Um, so, yeah. oh, so we've got, we've got primetime Kirk and outdoor golf. <laughs> I, uh, um, I am picking green Bay as much as that's a Homer take. I, I like him to win this game. And I think green Bay is an interesting wild card team at least. Yeah. Um, I will pick green Bay as well. I think even more so than you talking about them kind of finding an identity, their defense finally delivered a performance that I think we've been expecting from them. That was largely what got you guys by last season. Not that mm-hmm. Rodgers didn't play extremely well, but you had a great defense too. Um, I, yeah, I think the Packers are kind of an interesting team that could do things this off uh, this postseason. Any team that ends the year hot, you have to look at them more of a perspective of, you know, how they finish the year rather than their whole record. Um, like since the halfway point, the Packers have been one of the, one of the best teams. If you only looked at it from that perspective, you would look at them as a contender in the NFC. Um, having said all of that, and it's nothing personal to you, Jackson, but obviously I want the Lions to win this game. Um, mainly because I, and hopefully this is when this is what the Seahawks, uh, losing in this timeline. Not that I don't want Geno either, but, uh, you just you have to you have to want to cheer for the Lions a little bit, because um, you know they're they're the Lions, um, they're they're kind of a shit storm, um, and they got a little good thing going. Um, having said all that, very impressive run by the Packers, uh, and I think they'll cap it off. It would be pretty damn shocking if they lose a winner go home game against the Lions at Lambeau. Um, that would be on timeline. That'd be crazy. That would be wild. Um... Yeah, I mean, especially if Detroit has nothing to play for. I mean, yeah, they yeah. can play for spoilers, <laughs> but, I mean, if there's nothing to play for for Detroit, kind of, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, It's Dan Campbell, so you figure they'll play hard regardless, but... They'll, they'll be biting kneecaps. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna do everything they can regardless, but, uh, yeah, it's an interesting situation. It's worked out for Green... Everything that Green Bay needed has, you know, worked itself out to this point, Um now, will it lead to them getting their ass kicked by San Francisco the pre- the following week? Most likely. 
Um, but you know, at this point, <laughs> at this point, Dude, I, I don't know. I think I think we might have an inverse. I feel like I, y'all will beat the Niners if you I, get them, bro. It would be my Super Bowl if that happened. If they finally beat San Francisco in the playoffs when San Francisco had a great year versus and we had a like middle of the pack year. Oh my god, that'd be so. And we went into their stadium and did it. That'd be so. Mm, that'd be great. Uh, we'll <laughs> hey, well, at least you get to take them. You get to take them this time with nothing to lose, right? Yeah. Every single other time, it's been uh, like, oh my god. If we lose to these guys now, it's like, oh, they should beat us. They've got yeah. McCaffrey and Debo and a great defense. I'll make a prediction <laughs> here, though, and uh, we probably won't clip this or anything, but uh, whatever. I, I will predict since Green Bay will make the – if they make the playoffs, they'll be a seven seed, meaning they can't play at home. I will predict this is Aaron Rodgers' last game in Lambeau. Really? You think, think he won't come back? I think this is it. I think the Green Bay front office moves on to Jordan Love in the fall. That's my prediction. To be honest, it's it's probably time, right? I mean, Rodgers has seemed a bit has seemed a bit disgruntled this season too. Like, obviously, he's happier now, but he seemed pretty miserable for a lot of the year, and it seems like the Packers fan base is no longer entirely on his side either. Uh, and Jordan Love looked okay in the times we saw him. I'm just, um, you know, I'm just happy that it didn't end like five and 12 or, you know, regardless of how this ends, I'm glad we didn't go out like completely sad. Like it would have felt so wrong to end the Rogers era as like a bottom of the league team. Like it looked like we were, um, I'm just glad that, you know, if we, you know, if it is this, if this is the end, what, what a way it would be for him to, you know, have his run the table 2.0, have his last game at home be against a division rival to make the playoffs. That, to me, it just makes sense. And look, it's a carbon copy of what happened with Rodgers and Favre. They sat Rodgers for three years. Love sat for three years. It it just feels like it's time. It just I I I'm split on it, but I just think it's gonna happen. And you know, we'll see. But I'm happy that they've at least gotten to. If it is, if this is it, I'm happy that it's you know at least not ended horrifically. Absolutely. Uh, rapid fire before we finish with NFL Super Bowl matchup prediction and winner. Who you got? Bengals Niners, and I think San Francisco. God, wins. you stole it right out of my mouth. Thanks, San Francisco <laughs> Are you wins. kidding me? I was I was right there with you. Um, yeah. That's I've, I've been though, well. and we can we can go back to this podcast all the way through the season. I've been on the Niners train all year. I've been oh, okay. I want it to be said too. We have, we have been together on the Niners. Yeah, train. we have been like when they were three and four, and Kansas City just beat the shit out of them. We were like, I was still at least like, I still think they're gonna win the NFC. I just didn't see anybody, else, and I still do. And you know, Brock Purdy. Dude, the Niners would be the first team I've ever seen to go to two Super Bowls with a guy that like you never would have imagined being your quarterback at the end of the year. Yeah. It, it is and bizarre, I've only but... seen it. I've only seen it twice. Kaepernick and Foles. So it could be coming again with Brock Purdy. It, it, it'd be a fun story. Uh, the, the script writers at Disney would be getting, getting really excited for Mr. Yeah. Irrelevant. That'd be a, that'd be a movie in theaters, 2025. Um, nah, but that that's good for NFL this week. Um, yeah. I mean, I think next week we can look back at our, preseason predictions um i know you and josh had mahomes for mvp so 
Oh my God, Josh and I finally got one right. I'm pretty I, sure to this day had, we still hadn't gotten one right. I had a, you know, I always try and curse people with MVP. I had Herbert didn't quite work this year. I did have a yeah, coach. He, of, he I did, did have a coach of the year curse though. Oh yeah, you kind of did, didn't you? I picked Hackett. Nah, <laughs> let's go. Hey, so, at least you didn't. Hey, there you go. Now I can give you shit. Now I can give you shit. After after all the years of you picked Joe Judge as coach of the year, <laughs> I I get a little bit of. I I think Hackett wasn't quite as bad because. We weren't given clear indicators that he was shit. Like we kind of had been given with Judge when I picked him, but still. He was that. Yeah, ass. I don't have the graphic in front of me right now, but I remember picking Hackett and uh, yeah, that that it didn't work too well. One of my picks is always a curse. If if it's MVP, it's Carson Wentz. If it's, you know, one of my guys will always flame out. So there's that. Um, I also think like the past 2 years I've just been like Oh, I want to win one, so I'm going to pick Aaron Donald. I'm yeah. not saying I've cursed Aaron Donald, but we like that well is dried up. I think we all picked him this year. Um, yeah, yeah. I have to go back and look at those picks. It's interesting. Yeah, we'll have, I, we'll I will have say also for baseball. I was th- baseball. I fucking somehow got Cy Young. Sandy. Oh, Alcantara. that was dude. When you picked him, I was like, who the hell was Sandy Alcantara? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like, who is that guy? I cannot believe that one hit. That one was like okay. Um, so yeah, I got something. Um, but yeah. I, Let's move on to college basketball because for once yes. in our life, it's actually fun to talk about. We're 20th. Mizzou yes. is 20th in the country. They have beaten back. I mean, since we've been on here, um, they have beaten Illinois and Kentucky, both ranked teams. <laughs> By a lot. By a lot, too. Yeah, like not even close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Games that were literally so never in doubt. <laughs> like... Which feels so dumb. But uh, yeah, there's literally never even a doubt. Um, yeah, I mean, Mizzou is, it's weird, but they're good. Like they, and look, they've got more tests. Like, uh, I don't know if this podcast will even be out by the time they do this, but they got to play number 13 Arkansas on the road. But I remember when we looked at the stretch of, um, when we looked at the stretch of Kansas, UCF, Illinois, Kentucky, and Arkansas, we were saying we'd be lucky to win one of those. We were saying we got to win UCF because we probably won't win the others. Um, I, I know a direct quote from me is like, We'd be lucky to win one, and we'll probably win zero. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> when we got uh, when we got blown out by Kansas, and then when we were about to lose to UCF, I was like, "Yeah, like we're we're done." And I just feel like I it's like weird stuff like this though. That buzzer beater versus UCF, I just feel like it sparked something in this team. It was a ru- rocket just, ship right up our ass. I, what it, it was lucky as hell. It's like the it was like the anti Mizzou. You expect that to happen to the Mizzou. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it was just—it's been insane. Like I've never seen Mizzou basketball play this well offensively ever. Like it's it, insane. I'll—I'll I'll say right now, I would put in. I—I I give my well, my family gives enough money to the University of Missouri. But if they knocked on my door and said, "We want fifty dollars. We're trying to build a statue of Dennis Gates," <laughs> I would give them a hundred. It—it's this early, but dude. You remember how shit we were last year? Oh, like we were, we lost to UMKC by twenty. We lost to UMKC by twenty. Okay, within the course of basically a year. Now I know the KU game was bad. Don't get me wrong, but we beat two teams that we never would have really dreamed of beating last year. Let alone staying in a game with. 
yeah. by double digit points. Yeah. That's insane. That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And we're playing fun basketball while we do it too. Because yeah. with Konzo, it, oh, was, it was like, brutal. oh, we might eke out a two point win. Yeah. Like when we, the years we were actually good, we won a bunch of close games. Yeah. This year, Dennis is just letting them go out there and light these bitches up. And I <laughs> love it. It's so fun. It's bizarre to have so many guys go from non power five to power five and do what they're doing. Hodge um, is just unbelievable. Yeah, you got Sean East, who's been phenomenal in his role and then you got to shout out the guys who stayed Kobe Brown is he's I, I'd go out and say it. I'm not as versed in college basketball as you know like the NFL or something like that but just from the eye test he appears to me he's a top five player in the SEC like he's, I really believe he's back to back 30 I believe point games he and is that's, phenomenal. that's against and, Illinois and Kentucky and I don't think it can be said enough about this guy either not a flashy player not a statistical player but Ronnie DeGray Makes the Tigers better when he's on the floor. Did you know the Tigers, he didn't play a minute in that KU game? Like he, it's just interesting. And it's our biggest wins this year, he's gotten minutes. Our closest wins this year, he hasn't gotten any. It's it's a bizarre yeah. stat. Um, but I, I really like Ronnie DeGray. I think. And what if, sorry, what if we told you this, that we'd be doing this a few months ago and that Isaiah Mosley would be basically done? It like, wouldn't he's, be a factor. That, yeah. He's not yeah, even which, a factor. Nope. Not saying I don't want Isaiah Mosley to be a factor, but just speaks to how impressive it is. That was the transfer we were the most excited excited about. about. But you got, you know, like, it's just everybody. Noah Carter comes from you and I. Unbelievable. And shout out to Aiden Shaw for coming back after after decommitting. That is an insanely huge thing. Uh, That guy. Nico Nico Honor. uh, Yeah. I I think he's just Nick Honor. Nick Honor. They say it differently on the broadcasts, but, yeah, it's spelled Nick Honor. Uh, but still, like, it's unbelievable. Like, I, I said this the other – I think I said this during the Illinois game. I don't remember a Mizzou team this deep. Like, I feel good about the bench. I feel – Golston, I, how could I forget? Golston's yeah. been a fantastic piece for us. Um, and and don't we, – we, we've left him out this whole time. Trey Gamillion, another player. Gamillion has played well, and he, you know, one of those Cleveland State guys came over, been a leader. Just more a than bit of a, a bruiser, a grinder out there. Yeah, it's and then, and then you look at next year's class. They've got four. They've got three four stars already. It's just mm-hmm. gonna be. And the portal. The portal hasn't even happened yet, which is where Dennis cooked, he cooked this past it. season. He's and unbelievable. It, yeah, it's I am. It's an unbelievable start. Um, surely it will be such a pain to see them lose in the tournament this year. But you know, dude, it, who cares if we lose in the tournament? Like I seriously feel be... at a point that we are going to make it to the tournament and be a team that people are going to look at. And even if we lose, they're going to look at us and they're going to say, that is a team you do not want to play. Yeah. Like, just straight up. I don't think anybody would want to play us. Yeah, and I think... We're scary. What's going to be weird is we're not favored at Arkansas, nor should we be. But after that, like Vandy, A&M, Florida, we're going to be, the we're going to be like the hunted. We're not going to be hunting anymore. We're going to be like the team that should win those games, which is yep. just going to be yep. such an unfamiliar feeling to go into these games and feel like you're the team that should win. Like every game last year that you watched was like, if you were close or competitive, you were like, holy shit. Like we, 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 this isn't supposed to be happening now. It's kind of become like, I know it's early, but it's kind of the standard to win. It's kind of the standard to win. It's a crazy feeling. You look like you've got two games with Arkansas, um, a game with Alabama, a game with Iowa state. Who's ranked. It's going to be tough. Like the SEC is a gauntlet, but 
don't know, man. I, I like what I'm seeing, and I feel yeah. like I was one of the few people, and I don't know, can't remember you and Josh's opinions on it, but I feel like I was one of the few people when they made the hire of Dennis who's actually excited, and I'm glad it's working out. Well, okay, I wanted to be said that my my no matter who we hired, I was gonna pitch about it. I went that unless it was Rick Patino or Sean Miller, then you would have been. Yes, it. no, I didn't even care about Sean Miller. I would have rioted at that one too. I was I was fully fully team bro, like b- broker with the devil. Yeah. Get Rick Patino, but this yeah. is a far better situation. Um, and part of that was ironic, and the point I was making was that I didn't believe that even anybody. Like that, Jesus Christ Himself couldn't have saved Mizzou basketball. Apparently, Dennis Gates can't. Uh, I'm not a big, I'm not a big guy on the like intangible analysis. But every time I watch these games, like you can tell, these guys are bought in. They are playing for Dennis. They are playing for the school, and they are confident. They know they're a good basketball team. Yeah. Like they play and carry themselves like a team that every single team in the country should be scared of. Um. And another thing, uh, this is an old team. Like these, these are old, experienced players. There's a yeah, that, there's one a of the saying teams in the league in the in the yeah NCAA. Uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, who for people that don't watch soccer, is basically like the John Wooden slash Vince Lombardi of soccer. And like one of his more famous quotes is, "You'll win fuck all with kids." <laughs> um, these are men. This is this is a team of men. Um, and I am I am super excited to see where the thing goes. I, I think we'll lose at Arkansas simply Probably. because they have multiple NBA players yeah. and we're at Arkansas. Um, but there is so much to be excited for with this yeah. team. Um, and yeah, I'll tell you I, the I biggest can't wait. worry, and I've never worried about this as a Mizzou fan um, at all. It never even crossed my mind as a Mizzou fan. But my biggest worry now is not about Dennis. It's not about the team itself. It's about another big school poaching Dennis. That that's become yeah. my biggest worry. Like you know, he's from the Florida State uh, staff. I'm worried they might just give him an offer that's so fucking large that like he takes it, or like you know he gets an offer from a big time school, and like, probably not after one year. Uh, but you see how bad Louis, you see how bad Louisville is. Like they would. I'll be honest. They're looking. I'm not that worried about it. I, I mean, to be look, honest. At the end of the day, I feel good about Dennis being here, um, and I think that he'll at least be here for a few years, but. It's something that, man, if he consistently coaches like this at Mizzou, you know an oppor- you know opportunities will open up for him. It's just a matter of if he'll stay or not. Yeah, and Mizzou needs to do everything in their power to keep him, oh, too. I mean, because... It shouldn't even be a discussion. I mean, look, if you're going to extend Drinkwitz when he's been mid as hell, you might as well go ahead and extend Gates. And we should extend Gates now. Like, like we this, should tear up his he contract. He is Jr. Like, he is – that's how you got to treat him. Like, he is – Yep. You're just gonna here's a here's a seven year contract. He's Bobby Witt. He's Patrick Mahomes. Whatever, dude. Here's this, a seven year like, contract. Like just take like, it. And some people might tell us we're getting ahead of ourselves, and I I simply do not believe that because Bro. things have been so dire for so long. <laughs> like if you've been following Mizzou basketball, this guy is a true miracle worker. <laughs> like just blatantly, he is. No, literally. Like you might say, okay, you're gonna have yourself. We have the same amount of wins going into January as we did all of last season. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and nobody does too. that. Nobody does nope. that. Nope. Nope. And I have this poster hanging up in my apartment at school where uh, my roommate and I wrote down our predicted records. And this is before the season started. I went through and I had Mizzou at 20 wins. 
And I was like, oh my God, what a terrible pick. We might just get there. We I might mean, just get there. Sheesh. I mean, I had them I had them at 18 and 13. And, you know, that kind of feels low. I mean, I, they they are. Yeah. Right now, I mean, Lenardi's got them as a six. I mean, that's that's crazy. Ken Palm has us at uh, 33. So, I mean. Yeah. Dude, like it is. It is crazy. It's kind of crazy. It really is. Because we were so awful last year. Like, it it was my freshman year at Mizzou. And the football season sucked. And I was like, I can't wait to go to basketball games. I don't care if we're bad. (laughs) I'm going to go. And I would have rather gouged my eyes out than gone to even the games. Like, I saw us win a few games. We beat Ole Miss. And it sucked. Three times. We won, like, like 57 to 49. Like, woohoo! Way to go! Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we awesome. finished 137th in Kim Palm last year. Like that shouldn't yep. even be possible. Um, but and I'll, I also because I have to do this, I will give a shout out to Kansas State as well because they made a pretty good hire too. Uh, both Mizzou and K State were not predicted to be like anywhere near where they are right now. Um, so as for those of you that might be Mizzou fans, you might hate K State, but we hate KU more. Enemy of our enemy, right? Um, we we gotta we gotta start closing that gap up, even if KU is having a pretty good year, unfortunately. Yeah, same way with Arkansas for that bowl game. Uh, kind of had to root for them in that situation. Didn't like it, but kind of just had to. Either way, I would have been content. But you know, I, I would rather have seen Arkansas win that bowl game because of all the stupid asses. They're like, Mizzou was afraid to play. Yeah, and also let me talk about that bowl game. Like, did you? Everyone talked about that targeting call. Were you watching when they called the yes. fumble that was clearly not a fumble? I've watched the whole game. Dude, the the fumble where Arkansas had the guy that flew up in the air and then it came out of his hand as he landed on the ground, like blatantly not a fu- not a fumble and it got yeah. it got confirmed. Like they were riding KU that whole game and they still couldn't win. Jason Bean threw the ball like 20 yards out of bounds. He had a wide open receiver. Jackson, you see how open that tight end was? Me and you, we could have hit that guy. We could have hit him. Easy. And Jason Bean threw the ball 30 yards out of the end zone. Oh, what a pathetic excuse for a college football team. I'm sorry. I love shitting on them. Yeah. Um, Even though Mizzou sucks ass. <laughs> um, okay, well, since he's not here, I'm going to do it for him. Race for the 10 seed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and fill the shoes. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. We we did do a little segue, though. Do you want to talk a little bit about bowl season? Because I think this has been it's potentially been the season. most interesting um, bowl season. I would like to say everyone who was arguing me that Alabama was deserving over TCU can fuck off. Um, uh, see, I disagree, dude. Because no. TCU lost to K-State. Like, let's let's remember this. TCU lost to K-State. They did. They did. But they also beat them. I mean, it, it goes both ways. Yeah, but what happened when Bama played Kansas State? <laughs> Look, Bama with Bama with a month to prepare for somebody is like impossible. Like, unless you're an SEC team or like one of the best Big Ten teams in the country, um, or like just an dude. I'm team. just saying, like TCU is K State recognizing that Will Howard is better than Adrian Martinez away from being in that Sugar Bowl. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I believe that they deserve to get in just based on the fact that you can't let Bama get in off history. Yeah. But if you're really telling me that you don't think Bama is the best team in the nation, I'm not here. Like, I, I think they're better than Georgia. I think they're better than TCU. I think they're better than Ohio State. 
Um, yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just think TCU has clearly. I, I thought their resume was good enough, and I think that they're, yeah, yeah, based on resume, you're absolutely right. Like and I you still can't, think they're good. I still think I still think they're one of the best four teams in college football. I I believe it. I, mean, I believe that. They I just, believe that. They but then just I saw took it to Bama. They just Dude, took it to but Michigan. But they lost to the K-State, who literally, like, was had no business being on the field. Like, I I, I don't know, man. It, you I, know. I, they, that, that K-State game looks bad, is all I'm saying. Because yeah, I mean, K-State, as much as I like them, like, but you not, think, not like, an amazing you also team. think, like, I know they didn't lose it, but think about Georgia. Like, they nearly lost to Missouri. Like, it... Bad games, I guess that's true. Bad games can happen. It doesn't take away from a you know a team being elite. And I think in this national championship game, I, it's plus thirteen. I, I kind of like TCU plus thirteen. I don't think Georgia's this invincible team. Um, it takes elite quarterback play to kind of get past them. And Stroud's better than Duggan, but Duggan can play. And TCU's definitely got an offense that can keep him in that game. I hope you're right, but I predict the great games we've been seeing are about to come to an end we'll, we'll see. see though we'll see I, uh, I, I thought that was but, the best college football playoff first round i've ever seen yeah and just look i <laughs> leading up to the bowl i said a lot of times that the sugar bowl was like without a doubt the most intriguing non-playoff game um it was like one of the least intriguing bowl yeah. games of the whole season we uh, saw so many really good ones uh, liberty bowl uh, was good uh did you liberty. watch tulane usc yesterday yeah, yeah, yeah. what the hell been there like i came up to have lunch and before i knew it i was like oh my god this is a game like i i i turned it off earlier on because it was like uh this is over i I wonder i wonder what like the if if tulane's win probability was ever like 0.2 percent or something like that i could check because it was crazy it was wild um yeah i mean the whole yeah, bowl season's been great. Um, and it's gonna be so and much. usually, usually, in my opinion, it isn't, but it was real good this year. Lots of good games, lots of them. All right, well, it's time for the race right. for the 10 seed. Here we and go. I'm not gonna be fucking nice about it either because I'm not Josh coming in at number 13. This team is fucking terrible and they enjoy being terrible. It's the Oklahoma City Thunder. Coming in at number 12, it is the biggest disappointment to ever grace this fucking planet. Rob Palenka, you are a fucking idiot. Give up your second round picks, you dumbass bitch. It's the Los Angeles Lakers. Coming in at 9, speaking of a team giving up pick, or excuse me, not 9, or 11. Fuck, I'm not used to this. This isn't my job. Um, coming in at 11, this team gave up a shit ton of picks for a guy who's a fucking cone. It's the Minnesota Timberwolves, and Anthony Edwards likes Popeyes. And as Josh would say, it's not racist. Coming in at number 10, this fucking team somehow is still not at the bottom of the West. It's the Utah Jazz. Coming in at number 9, these fuckers are back. They're 3-16 and 16 on the road, but they're 17-2 and two at home. It's the Golden State fucking Warriors. <laughs> Coming in at number eight, I am so happy to see the downfall of this team. It's the Phoenix Suns. Coming in at number seven, I'm not going to say Damian Lillard's a little bitch because I actually like Damian Lillard. He's one of my favorite players in the league to watch. It's the Portland Trailblazers. Coming in at number six, 
Oh boy, the team that, the most polarizing team, the team that the Heat beat last night. It's the Los Angeles Clippers. And coming in at number five, does anybody take this team seriously? Absolutely the absolutely fuck not. Absolutely not. Does anybody fear this team in a four-game, a seven-game playoff series? You could absolutely, absolutely bet against not. it. Absolutely not. Could the San Antonio Spurs probably knock them off in the playoffs? Maybe. For sure. It's the Sacramento Kings and their shitty playoff drought. <laughs> Man, let me tell you. I hate the Los Angeles Clippers. How, how'd I do, they Phil? How'd I do as a guest host? How'd I do as a guest host? I think you did pretty good. I give you a solid eight. The okay. the only thing that was missing was the energy. Not that there wasn't energy, but it wasn't it wasn't quite up to. I just don't what care we about the West as much as which is why we're doing the fucking East too. Coming in at number thirteen, this team has been rebuilding ever since I've hit puberty. It's the Orlando Magic. God, they Coming really in have. at number twelve, this team was supposed to be good, but Scotty Barnes hasn't done shit. It's the Toronto Raptors. Coming in at number 11. This team hasn't meant shit to the league since Jordan left his gambling bitch ass out of the league. It's the Chicago Bulls. Coming in at number 10. How does anybody watch this team and stay entertained? I don't know. It's the Washington Wizards. Coming in at number 9. Boy, this team has a lot of fucking problems. But their Reddit is hilarious. You need to go check it out if you haven't. It's the Atlanta Hawks and Nate McMillan who wants to quit. Coming in at number 8. This team never fails to depress their fans. It's the New York Knicks. And then coming in at number 7. This team was so good last year. I love them to death. But they have just been mid as mid gets this year. It's your Miami Heat! And there's your East. Uh, but let's be honest. The only three teams that stand a chance in the East are the Celtics, Nets, and Bucks. So, I honestly, honestly think you can get the Nets out of there. Nets have won 12 in a row. <laughs> yeah, but come on. Come playoff time. Yeah, ben Simmons. I don't know. Hey, maybe Cleveland or Philly, you know, play spoiler a little bit. But, yeah. Um, you know, I know I have an issue with this, and not an issue. That that uh, purposing this as an issue is going to make what I'm about to say sound a lot worse. So forget what I just said. I know that I have a history of being incorrect on these assumptions in the past. Um, I've been a bit out of the NBA loop for a little bit here because, quite frankly, the Los Angeles Clippers make me more depressed than any other team, and that includes Mizzou and Tottenham, which is insane. Um, is Scotty Barnes black <laughs> or white i don't know what race scotty barnes is have you never seen the guy dude i you could you could put a white dude and a black dude in front of me and say one of them is scotty barnes and i would there'd be a 50 percent chance i'd misidentify barnes, scotty barnes. father is jamaican and many of his relatives are canadian um oh he is, so he's okay he's, he's but, light-skinned he's he's okay Okay. He's, he looks like Drake. Uh, gotcha. Not, not no, really, I didn't. But... I didn't want to completely Trey Lance myself there, but <laughs> genuinely, like I know this Scotty Barnes guy is like an important NBA player, and I I don't think I've ever watched him play a single time. You maybe know who, you maybe know who coached Scotty Barnes in college, not his head coach, but you know who coached Dennis him? Gates. Dennis. 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 So yeah, Dude, I mean that. If I ever see Dennis Gates walking around campus, I am going to just. Like, be make careful, it so be awkward. Careful, be careful. Okay. I, I'm going to make it so awkward. 
Like I'm just gonna hug gonna him and boy. all. Of it. You're gonna fanboy over. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Absolutely. Like it is gonna be very, very weird for him because he has no idea the trauma that we went through before he showed up. No. Um. It, you know we'll, what's we'll get, fucked? We'll cut though? to this. Uh, we've talked enough about that podcast. Is yeah. going on yeah. too long. Uh, the Royals traded Ryan O'Hearn. Finally, he's out of the organization. Uh, expect him to win like comeback player of the year or some shit this year in Baltimore. But uh, finally, he's out of the organization. That's about all we've got in Kansas City news uh, for the Royals. Uh, they signed Thank- Jordan Lyles. <sighs> but who cares? Okay, I don't want to launch into a John Sherman rant here, but tell me this. The Royals signed Ryan O'Hearn, then traded him for cash, effectively meaning that we threw money away into his pocket. And yeah, now it. we're asking for taxpayer money for a stadium? How about you just don't throw your money away, John Sherman? How about you just don't give it to idiots, and then you'll have enough? Is that going to be your D4 of the week, or do we have something better? Oh, I can I can do John Sherman slash but that's uh, such a JJ Bacoyo. Such a cop-out. Well, I know, but dude, I probably scream about John Sherman like once every three days. I've never hated an owner more, which is hilarious because like Tottenham, everybody hates their owner and I don't really care. Um, it's weird. Whereas everyone seems to love John Sherman except for me. Well, not, uh, not necessarily here. Not this podcast, but yeah, other places you go, you could... Uh... You go on the internet and you'll have people saying that oh, he's you actually have, like... You, yeah, you have a bunch of John Sherman apologists and I just don't, I don't have time for him. Nope, nope. Nope, but I can go all day with this, so we need to get on to deep, actual defense. Yeah, who's your uh, go ahead with yours, and I'll oh. think of one. Um, yeah, I had, you know, God, I mean, I have to do the week. I had some in the past I wanted to do. But I'll just, you know, I'll stay true to the game. I'll say uh, Ron Rivera for multiple reasons. One, starting Carson Wentz with his season on the line. And two, not realizing that his season was on the line. <laughs> Uh, just, I mean, if he keeps his job, that that'd be that'd be that'd be pretty insane. I think the new ownership group in Washington will axe him. Yeah, I know the intention of D four of the week is kind of to branch out from what we already talked about, but I'll go with Dave Tobe. Like, I am so yeah. ready for him to get fired. Like, put his he needs to show up to work with all his crap in a box and a security guard like showing him to the door. Yeah, like uh, last year, so that he doesn't the... steal any pens on the way out. And if they dare interview Maurice Drayton for the, the open vacancy, <laughs> uh, I know many of my listeners here do not know who that is, but he was. Here's the thing, though. Green if, I don't think he'll player. be. I don't think he'll be fired unless our loss in the playoffs directly leads to us losing. So we probably need to hope that it works out. Okay, if you could <laughs> pick one to be fired, Spags or Dave Tobe, who would you pick? Dude, like. So, like, okay, C. Spagnolo's been, like, not great this year, but, like, dude. The special teams has been, like, gross incompetence. Like, it has been, I'm going to ruffle some feathers here, but it has been Trump administration level incompetent. Like, it's so bad. Like, and and to draw a parallel to the Trump uh, the administration, we've done a lot of done a lot of personnel turnover how many different people have received a punt for us this year like six <laughs> i it's Honestly, crazy i feel best it sounds sounds stupid and he's not a good returner himself but i think i feel best with justin watson back there See, I, mean, I said that but then i saw one that he caught that kind of like jumbled around 
And I was like, I don't know. My vote is nobody. Like straight up. I I I do not care where we get the ball. Like it it, it there's no way that the cumulative effect of getting pinned deep every other punt is as bad as losing the ball like every third game for a touchdown. So wouldn't your punt returner be on your hands team, right? Like wouldn't he be on the onside kick team? I mean, you would think. So I I why like that's that's a little nerve-wracking, right? That like Oh yeah. Three of our guys that have returned punts can't hang on to the ball. It's a little, you know, if they're on the they're on the hands team, that's a little concerning. Yeah, well, now that I watch what happened to Arkansas, like my new concern with punts isn't somebody dropping the ball. It's nobody taking the initiative to go yeah, get the ball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Because to be honest, I feel like it's kind of surprising that doesn't happen more for a combination of reasons. But like right there, it was pretty rough. Uh, I don't know. If if our loss comes at the hands of an onside kick, oh, Been man. There, done that. Been there, done that. No oh, fun. man. No you know, fun. you... You do this too, though. All these things that you talk about the Packers pissing you off with end up sort of re-manifesting themselves with the Chiefs. And it really pisses me off when they do. And this special teams thing is the new case. I would also say that the decisions Matt LaFleur made in the NFC Championship are somewhat comparable to the ones that Andy Reid made in the AFC. But that is not quite a like-for-like comparison. Yeah, I, I would say uh, I don't try and manifest those things, but I just think that uh, I guess when you get a generational quarterback, <laughs> it, it, history repeats itself. <laughs> if you're not, yeah, and I guess when you have a generational quarterback, the way you're gonna lose is like more likely gonna be on shit like that rather than just like your offense not performing. Yeah, but I, I guess think, that's. But I, but I, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna you know dog me for manifesting all these bad things. Kind of have to give me credit for manifesting us getting a generational quarterback then. Oh, in no way am I dogging you. And <laughs> and sure, I mean, I can say you, you manifested that too. Um, it's more so just um, uh, a causation correlation type situation here where it just feels like it. But I, I know you're not, I know you're not cursing us with the bad juju. Yeah. And hopefully not bad juju because we need juju to be good. <laughs> that was a terrible, yeah. terrible pun, but I had to put it out there. Hope they re-sign him, by the way. Like, he's just unbelievable. I love that I'll guy. tell you what, though. I hope we re-sign him, but also, like, I do not think he's worth, like, $25 million. Oh, he's not going to get $25 million. Fuck no. If Dude, he gets, I mean, what, what did we like, pay him for one year, though? Didn't he get, like, $15 million for this year? Like, where where else is there him to go than up to $25 million? I feel like, also, I've read that the receiver market this coming off season is going to be absolutely dicked up like it's terrible just yeah and that's that's coming off a season where we saw christian kirk get just buku bonanza well, yeah, because the receiver market has gone from a free agent market to a trade market last last offseason alone tyree kill Devonte adams and aj brown all got moved like it and marquise brown too and technically marquise, if you want to count him yeah i mean so oh god what a terrible trade that was uh, yeah, that was a first-round pick. What are the Cardinals doing? <laughs> Bro, the Cardinals are incompetent. They've got to fire Kingsbury and probably their GM as well. Because that probably the just, GM too, that right? Team is just a like, joke. That team's terrible. And they like it's so bad that it leaked that there is like a clause in Kyler's contract that says he has to watch film. Like that is just an insane. You know that was the, bad. You know that was the organization too. Like you know that was well, them that put that out. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's kind of a two way street, but I, I think less of the problem is the look and more of just the fact that like, that's a thing that happened. Like the NFL is too hard of a sport for Kyler Murray to just be improvising out there, no matter how insanely athletic yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's, uh, it's a rough situation. I, I have sympathy for the old Arizona sports fans. I can't lie. It hasn't been a great run of things for them. All right, so before we sign off, it is a new year. So I'm going to have you predict in 2023 who wins each championship. Oh, okay. I so like who it. Who wins the Super Bowl this year? We kind of already... Who wins the Super Bowl? I will go with the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going. I think they make it, but I'm going Niners. Um, yeah. Wins? See, I would be. I, I think the Niners are better, but I'm just. I I've got the horseshoe fallacy for Joe Burrow too. Like, I think wins? it's coming. I, I'm starting to think Brock Purdy has a little bit of it though. Um, yeah, but I think the Niners just aren't about Brock Purdy. And dude, I feel like Kyle Shanahan's Super Bowl choking part three is gonna is gonna come out. <laughs> um, all right, who do you think wins March Madness? Who do I think wins March Madness? Mizzou. <laughs> you know, I would love to say Mizzou, but I'll, I'll be realistic here. I will go <laughs> with the Kansas Jayhawks. Oh, no. Dude, if Mizzou is actually good and they beat us that bad. Yeah, that is scary. Like, that is scary. they're crazy. That yeah. Is, they're very, very good. And they've got um, they've got a lot of experience. A little bit. Also, like, Jalen Wilson and those guys, they're good. Like, and it's going to happen, too, that, like, you're going to lose games to people you shouldn't. But teams that have those games where it looks like they're going to lose to someone that they shouldn't, and then they just miraculously say, like, nope, not happening, like they did with Oklahoma State, like, those are the people that scare me the most. Where it's just, like, everything went in the situation where they should lose that game, and they pulled it out. It's like, okay, who are they going to lose to now? I'm going to go out and say, I think this is the year UCLA breaks through. I think they've, <gasps> they've been close the last few years. They made the Final Four and lost on a buzzer beater to the, the Gonzaga the year that they were amazing. Um, I, I'm, that's my prediction. I'm going on a limb, obviously. We don't even have the bracket, so that'll, that'll determine a lot. But, yeah, that's who I'm going with. Okay, who do you think wins the NBA Finals? I am going to go with the Boston Celtics. Nice, nice. They're they're damn good, and I think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, instead of that being like Batman and Robin, I think they're both becoming Batman. I think that it's mm-hmm. both. Yeah, that they're yeah. a damn good team. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb for this one as well. Um, why do these things if you don't, you know, have a little bit of fun with them? And Josh isn't here to yell at me. <laughs> I think you know where this is going. Oh, yeah. I like this pick a lot. The I New mean, Orleans Pelicans. I yeah. like them. I just think, even without Zion, they got Brandon Ingram. They've got um, CJ McCollum. They've got just so much depth. Even like a guy like Jose Alvarado, Jonas Valanciunas, um, Herb Jones. Yep. Like they, this team is deep, man. Like Jackson Hayes comes off the bench. Uh, like uh, the, the Dyson Daniels. Uh, yeah, is it Dyson or Duke? I don't even remember. But Dyson. Dyson uh, Daniels comes off the bench. Yeah, he's the, he's the rookie, right? And then yeah, like, and guys I, that don't even play there is like Larry Nash Jr. is on that roster. Garrett Temple's on that roster. Um, I think what's his name? Trey Murphy the th- third is that his name? Yeah, Trey yeah. Murphy gets in. Juan Hiria Gomez, the dude in. Uh, oh, heard it. 
uh, yeah, Hernan Gomez gets in. Willie Hernan Gomez, yeah. he gets in too. Yeah, yeah, Willie. they, yeah. they're good. They, yeah. I mean, they I went Devontae to one of Graham off the bench. Like they're insane. Yep. Uh, I and like... dude, I went to one of their games and CJ McCollum. He's good. He's damn good. I mean, that team is damn good. They're very well put together. All right. After that, who wins the World Series? Oh, interesting one. Um, I will. Uh, wait, am I muted? Do you hear me? You're not muted. Okay, there's just not a green thing going around my face on Discord. Uh, I'll go with the New York Mets. Even if they don't land Correa, dude, they don't need Correa. <laughs> they don't. Fun. I mean, they really don't. But they did lose to Grom. <laughs> I mean, I guess that. But they got Verlander. I mean, it's yeah. I um, don't know. It's just the team that spends the most money. I'll probably pick every year. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to go. I think for the second time in three years, I think I'm going Braves. I think. It was kind of an uncharacteristic flame out. I mean, I guess it's not uncharacteristic, but I think they were just a lot better than the way they played in the playoffs. Uh, and damn, they are good. They literally got better. They got Sean Murphy at catcher on a pretty, like, on a cheaper deal than Perez. Like, it's whoever their GM is. I don't even know his name. He, that guy is insane. He gets, like, Aussie Albies on, like, a seven year, $100 million. Like, shit like that is, it doesn't even make sense. Is it still John Shearholtz or whatever? Or am I, like, living in the big past? I don't uh, know. I, I don't even know who it is. I think I'm living 15 years behind on it that It is one. Alex... I don't know how to say this guy's, guy's last name. Okay. Well, it's funny, because I remember there was... When they were last hiring somebody, like, Dayton Moore's name got mentioned, because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of where he got his start and everything. Dodged a bullet there, Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. And I you dodged we were... a big one. And we were worried about him leaving, too. He joined oh the Braves God. as Dude, general manager in 2017. We, we basically kicked Sam Collinsworth off the podcast because he kept calling Dayton Moore ass. And he was right. Now, he well, was wrong that Ned Yost yeah. was the problem. Yeah. But Dayton Moore did suck. He was right on that one. Which is hilarious because that guy's one of the most Christian people I've ever come across. Uh, uh, pun intended. Pun intended. So, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. All right. Well... This has officially been the longest episode we've ever done. Um, so Yeah, it's kind of just turned into me and you general rambling, but it's okay. If anybody's still listening, that's cool. Uh, if not, understandable. But uh, And yeah. I'm not going to say if you're still listening, I'll give you $5 because an 11-year-old took us up on that last time. <laughs> that was so good. Oh, my God. That DM was so funny. He was like, I heard that. And I was like... <laughs> Um, <laughs> I would have pissed laughing, <laughs> genuinely. Yeah, uh, but anyways, yeah. Uh, we'll wrap it up here. Now that the holiday season is over, we should be back to doing shows every week. So catch us next week for another episode. And Happy New Year, Hopefully everybody. Josh's ear Yeah, hopefully properly. Josh's ear, you know, stops being a vag and he joins the podcast. But, yeah, we'll see you then.